Good morning, Nachum. Good Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pashas Kisisa. Pashas Kisisa, according to the Chinuch, contains nine mitzvos, four positive, <clears throat> and five restrictions. We have the privilege tomorrow as well of taking out two Sifrei Torah. The first we're going to read the Pasha of the week, <clears throat> which is Kisisa. And the second one, we're going to read the Parsha's Pura. There are a total of four special Parshios in the month of Adar. We already had Parsha's Golim and Parsha's Zohar. This Shabbos is Parsha's Pura, coming from the 19th chapter of Bamidbar, talking about the Pura Aduma, and if we have a moment at the end, I'll try to tie it in with our theme with the Parsha as well. Parsha's Pura, excuse me, Kisisa, contains the completion of the Mishkan, which has been described in Truma and Titzadeh, you have at the beginning of the parsha the funding for the Mishkan, its completion, for the funding of the Korbanos for the Mishkan, and you then have the Kior for the Kohanim to wash their hands and feet prior to their performance and of Avoda in the Mishkan and later on in the base Hamikdash. When we go to the Kotel, we have that reminder of that large sink for us to wash prior to going to the Makkah Hamikdash. You then have the Shemen Mishchas Kodesh, the anointing oil for the Kalim, for the Kohanim in the Mishkan, and you have the Ketores, which was burnt every morning and evening, and then you have oh, the Shabbos. And even though we've had Shabbos in Bishalach, in terms of Mora, because once we had Kriyas Yamsov and we saw Zakeli Vyamveyu and the Jewish people were on such a high, you can't let the high dissipate. It needs to be channeled into action. And therefore, right after the splitting of the Red Sea, they were given Shabbos at Mora so that they can keep that high spiritual experience with them. Everybody who's listening should realize that we too, personally, when we experience, be it Loalenu, somebody is sick and the operation is successful, or Loalenu, they were spared or survived an accident, I don't have to tell you, when there's a high in your life that you can experience godliness, 
you waited many years and you found your mate, and we can go on and on at the different personal experiences. Take it and channel it. Don't let that moment dissipate. And therefore, you had Shabbos at Murrah, you have Shabbos in the Ten Commandments, you have Shabbos in Parshas Mishpatim, and now again you have Shabbos. Why? What's it doing here? So it begins with the words in chapter 31, Pasuk Yud Gimel, Ach, even though the Torah has been commanding us to construct a sanctuary, you are not to construct the sanctuary on Shabbos. Good. Then comes the famous few psukim of the Shamru B'nai Yisrael Es HaShabbos, that the Jewish people are to literally guard the Shabbos. Now, these psukim are familiar to us because, one, they are included as part of the Shemona Esrei on Shabbos morning. B, many recite these two psukim as part of Kiddusha Rabbah, the Kiddush that we recite at our Shabbos table before we eat lunch on Shabbos. And even though you might have heard Kiddush in Shul, one is to recite Kiddush before you eat your lunch at home. I'd like to focus on the first part of Pasuk Tezayin, chapter 31, verse 16, where the Torah says, Literally, the Jewish people are to guard observe, keep the Shabbos, la'asos es ha-Shabbos. Literally, they are to do the Shabbos. We'll cut back to that word in a moment. The sum throughout their generations, baris olam. It is an eternal covenant between God and the Jewish people. Now, pinch yourself. This was written 3,500 years ago. And what are you doing? You're doing exactly what the Torah says. But I'd like to highlight a few points that maybe we can not only pride ourselves for what we do, but we can add a few little points to make our Shabbos all the better. So the first thing is the Shamru, to observe. The Orachayim HaKadosh has several interesting uh, explanations. And the first thing that he says is the following, that in Parshas Vayeshev, after Yosef has his dreams, and heaven, the sun, and the moon, stars bow down to him, Yaakov, the Torah says, Oviv Shomar es Hadovar. What does that mean, Shomar? So Rashi tells us he was waiting and anticipating. Mamtin umetzapeh. He was waiting for it to be actualized. He realized Yosef had such great potential. He didn't know how, what, when, and where, but he knew it would happen. We have to wait and anticipate for Shabbos. Not enough that we stop on a dime and we don't work 
anymore. We don't do any of the violations. There is to be that anticipation, that excitement, that that special guest is coming. And the Orachayim HaKadosh says something very, very sharp. That too often, who is the center of, of our Shabbos? Forgive me, it is man. Now what does that mean? Of course, we're doing this for God. But there's a lot in it for the individual's personal satisfaction, such as we work hard during the week, we, quote, relax on Shabbos. And we eat good food on Shabbos. So listen carefully. Yes, that is a byproduct of Shabbos, and Shana b'Shabbos ta'anuk, which means that we enjoy a little bit of a Shabbos nap on Shabbos, but the primary focus on Shabbos, and I read to you from the interpretation of the Vilna Ga'on on this puzzle, he's there and he says the following, because the end of the second puzzle is that Vayom on the Shabbos day Shavas, he rested, Vayino Fash, and the Talmud teaches us in the Gemara Beitzah 16a that on Shabbos we are given a Neshama Yesera, Vayino Fash, we're given a Neshama Yesera, a second soul. Now this second soul is not only to, in a physical sense, help the Jew who had a change of diet all week long, he didn't have meat, and all week long he ate more sparingly. And now on Shabbos he's able to tolerate the good food, but the capacity that on Shabbos one has literally completed, he's retired, all his work is done, all of the worries of the weekday is completely obliterated on Shabbos. Where is this coming from? It's coming from the Neshama Yaseira. And therefore, he quotes the Pasuk that we have in the Haftorah for Yom Kippur Day, whereby the prophet Yeshaya says, V'korosa l'Shabbos oneg, which means you shall proclaim the pleasantness of Shabbos La Anegas Shabbos, I quote, to enjoy the Shabbos, Ba'achila, eating, Shesia, drinking, special clothing, and one should do this, Tzorach Sheyiyelechvola Shabbos. The eating and drinking is not primarily because we enjoy the food, but to be able to eat and to say to oneself and really. Let's try to get into this habit that as we eat on Shabbos, you don't have to say it out loud. The people will look at you, what do you say, what do you say? But in your mind, I'm doing this in honor of Shabbos. Whoa. Shenasan lano Hashem neshama yaseira. God gave us this very special gift of that additional soul on Shabbos. I will know the tzorech atzmo not primarily for our own personal indulgence. And therefore you should know the Zirushalmi that teaches Bikoshi Hitiru 
She'ila shalom b'shabes. What does that mean? Yes, of course, we greet one another and we say to one another, get Shabbos, and we're so happy to do so. But ideally, what should a person do on Shabbos? He should enjoy the sweetness of studying Torah. And even though, Baruch Hashem, we have the mitzvah and privilege of studying Torah during the week, especially those who, because of circumstances, are not as involved in the study of Torah during the week, make sure that you have some formal study of Torah, be it a shir that you go to, or be it that I study, whatever it is, be it the parsha with commentary, be it Talmud, be it Mishnah, but a person, I cannot tell you the enjoyment that one gets from studying Torah on Shabbos, it's different than studying Torah during the week. And the Orachayim HaKadosh continues, how do we make the Shabbos? La Sosas Shabbos. We make the Shabbos by adding on to the Shabbos, keeping Shabbos a few moments later. So by adding on, we are now saying, even though technically this is Friday, no, we can make Friday into Shabbos. Now you can't do it before Plaga Mincha, that's something else. But the capacity of us to understand that we are bringing Kedusha into this world. Okay, let's tie this a little bit into Pasha's Parah. Pasha's Parah tells us that man is composed of body and soul. And when a person leaves this world, when his soul departs from the body, there is a vacuum. The holiness, the sanctity of the soul has left. And therefore, there is tumor, impurity. The Torah says to take a red cow slaughter it, burn it, take the ashes and sprinkle on a person who became impure because they either were under the same roof as the deceased or touched the deceased, such as the Hever Kadisha, who do such a special job, but after they have washed and dressed the deceased, they are in a state of tumor, impurity. The only way to remove this impurity is if they have the ashes of the paraduma sprinkled upon them. Is this something we can understand with our minds? The answer is no. This says the wise King Solomon, I tried to understand it, it's beyond me. This reminds us one thing, that man is not at the center of the universe, who is Hashem, ah, oh. Hashem tells us this is what we have to do and we accept it. And that's the same idea as Shabbos. Let's put Hashem at the center of Shabbos and it's only going to enhance the privilege that we have of keeping Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom to all.